Welcome to the Prep Huddle Podcast. I'm KJ Pilcher alongside Jeff Johnson. Uh, Jeff Linder is on assignment uh, this week, working on something really special um, surrounding uh, Ava Jones, uh, I believe, an Iowa women's basketball recruit. So uh, just a heads up to you uh, fans and, and followers to make sure to keep an eye on the thegazette.com uh, for his feature um, uh, surrounding uh, Ava Jones and in that situation. Uh, it'll be really cool knowing Lindy. Uh, it'll be a uh, uh, pretty uh, uh, amazing piece. So look for that. But until until then, um, you know, we've got some football to discuss. JJ, semifinals behind us. And now the final stage is set at the Unidome this Thursday and Friday. Um, let's... Uh, Let's touch base on the the semifinals last week. Um, we have three area teams that made it through. You were up there for the one uh, A semifinal uh, between West Branch and Van Meter, uh, possibly uh, maybe the finals match or, or finals uh, matchup. Um, you know, uh, what did you see there, uh, Van Meter? Obviously, the real deal. Um, no surprise with that. Uh, uh, coming away with a victory and, and returning to the finals. Yeah, I think we all <laughs> surmised that Van Meter was pretty good, and and Van Meter's pretty good. So, um, I mean, it, I think West Branch would have had to play pretty much a perfect game to to have a chance, honestly, and. Um, you know that that didn't happen, but it was it wasn't that West Branch lost. It was more, you know, that that Van Meter won, you know, right. won the game. So, um, that's that's just a really really good football team, and um, you know, it's scary because I think that uh, you know, they lost a lot of guys to graduation last year, and they've just kind of picked up, and and uh, their coach said he's actually a little surprised by how they played. Um, they just progressed each week and, you know, 48, 17 was the final and, uh, you know, inspirational certainly for West branch because, you know, coach Butch Peterson was on the sideline, uh, was given okay by his doctors, um, to, to be on the sideline and, uh, IHSA did a, a very nice thing and allowed his son Lance Mount Vernon's head coach, um, to, kind of be his uh, protector, so to speak. You know, Butch was away from the play most of the time and mm-hmm. kind of sat on the team bench back behind everyone uh, for a lot of the game. You know, just you didn't want to have any of that risk of, of maybe getting accidentally run into by by a, a player, uh, you know, sure. on the sideline or coming off the field or whatever after a tackle. So – but he was there, and that, that was very, uh, I, I think, special for all the boys. And, you know, after the game, he kind of talked to him in the huddle or um, in the tunnel just as they were getting ready to go back to the locker room and told him he loved them and that family was the most important thing. Um, more important than, you know, uh, winning a football game. So, you know, just a, a pretty emotional season, obviously, in the way it ended. and uh, A really, really good season for West Branch. And, you know, uh, we'll see. How things go next next season for the Bears? Most importantly, uh, we all hope that that Butch is back on on the sideline. Certainly, so for uh, sure. It's, some positives from that game. Uh, interestingly, uh, West Branch uh, 
held a 16-14 advantage in first downs um, and uh, had more yards passing, 208 for uh, Ty Hughes um, with uh, Van Meter getting 188. Uh, Van Meter led by uh, Ben Gillian and Ben Gordon um, had uh, about 277 yards rushing between the two of them, uh, 67 more yards receiving. Um, but, uh, you know, still a good game for, for Ty Hughes, at least statistically, um, in that 48-17 loss. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's got a nice arm, and, you know, hopefully he'll find a, a college home next season. It was, it was a good season for him. I mean, we talked about it, you know, last week. It was kind of one of those deals where, you know, he transferred from – from Liberty uh, over to West Branch, and it was just kind of one of those deals where it worked out for for everybody. It seemed, you know, he fo- he found a place to play, and West Branch was very successful, and he was able to lead them. And you know, uh, Liberty found itself a really good quarterback and had a tremendous season, uh, you know, as well. So uh, transfers uh, in this transfer case, I think it, it kind of worked out, uh, you know, for everyone, and and that's Win-win. a good thing. Yeah, yeah. When it's mutually beneficial, that that's great. Yeah. Um, the other the other one A semifinal, uh, West Sioux defeated uh, Underwood forty seven seven. So you've got uh, number one Van Meter versus number two West Sioux, uh, in the finals. Yeah, and then you got another one versus two matchup with Class A, um, Britt West Hancock and Granny Center, who both won big, um. But since you mentioned, uh, you know, Lance Peterson was there uh, Friday morning, um, you know, to be with uh, Butch and, and the Bears for their uh, semifinal game. He was back up there Saturday night uh, to uh, to cap the semifinal round uh, as a whole with Mount Vernon. Um, how many times do you think there's been a father-son duo in the uh, uh, with separate teams in the semifinals? Well, we were – I was talking about that with, with somebody last week, kids. We don't we don't really remember it ever really happening just because – I remember a couple of co-coaching deals, father and son, the Pizzettis mm-hmm. at Ankeny. Sure. Um, I don't remember if if uh, the Blatts, Kurt, and, and his son were head or co-coaches at one point. Uh, maybe the Sangers were at West Hancock as well and Britt. I sure don't remember any, uh, especially with two separate programs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so pretty special deal. And you know what? What'd you think of Mount Vernon? Uh, You know, getting back to the championship. That uh, kind of uh, defensive game, right, against Humboldt and and that. You know, and I and I think that's what gets overlooked with this team a little bit. Right, because you know when we've we've talked about uh, you know what they've done this season, and it's it's real easy to kind of go to their their offense and their their passing game, right? Because you know they've scored over thirty five points a game uh, all season long. Um, you know Joey Romberg is uh, uh, among the leaders. Uh, he's got some great targets and spread the spreads the ball around a lot, you know, with Brady Erickson, uh, Braze, you know, there's a Stimmel, there's a, a lot of targets that they have. And, 
the thing that gets overlooked is just how good this defense is. You know, um, they last time they gave up t- more than uh, ten points or two scores in a game. Um, I guess they gave up nine to DeWitt Central, but the last time they gave up double digits was September 30th to Davenport Assumption, where they gave up 17. And before that, it was a 17-14 win over Solon, who they shut out in the quarterfinals. This defense Mm -hmm. is really, really good. And I think it gets overlooked a little bit because of how well they've done offensively, especially passing the ball. Um, But, you know, I think they – kind of looking back, I think they had like 13 tackles for loss um, against uh, Humboldt. Um, you know, that was a that was a good rushing Humboldt team. Um, and they limited uh, Humboldt um, to very little on the game. You know, kind of look, uh, if you look at uh, some of the state leaders, Brad Vislissel, um, you know, he had uh, a sack and a half, had three tackles for loss um, in that semifinal. And he, uh, you know, he's second 3A with, with sacks. Um, you know, I think they had a, a couple of picks um, in that game. So they forced some turnovers. Um, and they only give up 5.4 um, points per game. That was the thing I was kind of most impressed with, but just how good their defense was, um, you know, and really did not give up much. Um, you know, there was one instance late where, you know, it was a 14-6 game, so Humboldt technically was driving to tie the game, right, late. And they had – oh, I'd have to look back on, on my uh, – uh, my game log, but I want to say they had first and 10 inside the 15, or it might even been first and goal from the the nine or, or something like that. And before it was over, uh, it was like fourth and 20 something from the 35, maybe, or it was crazy. Uh, just how they, you know, it was a tackle for loss. Then it was a sack. And I mean, it was, it was really impressive. And I think that's the biggest thing I take away from uh, from that. But you know, they're facing a whole nother beast <laughs> with uh, with Harlan, um, who put up forty nine on ADM. Um, Aiden Hall was tremendous uh, in the semifinal. Obviously, Tegan Casper Bauer is one of the state's uh, top passers. Uh, of course, when you have Aiden Hall. You know, that helps you a little bit um, because he can turn anything into a big play. Um, but the one thing I, I want to say, it was really interesting talking to uh, the Mount Vernon guys afterwards. And it's like, you know, they kept get, being asked, you know, what do you think about facing Harlan? And then it's like, hey, that's fine. You know, why not want to play the best team in the state? And that's what. Harlan is. So, yeah, we, you know, that's fine. We'll, uh, you know, we want to be the best. So you got to beat the best, right? The whole Ric Flair, uh, woo, um, mantra. And, and it, it was fine. And 
you know, there's been a lot of times where we've heard coaches and players kind of ramble on about nobody believed we would be here, right? Even even a five-time state champ uh, coach that, that everybody thought would still be in the finals has used that rhetoric, right? Oh, yeah. If there's ever a time, if there's ever a time where that rings true now, and the people that aren't saying it, it's Mount Vernon. Right, right. You know, I'm sorry, but, you know, if I was Mount Vernon, I'd be really tempted to throw up the old middle finger salute and say, (laughs) you you didn't think we'd be here. Nobody thought we would be here. And they, they they don't do that. You know, very, very classy, very, you know, matter of fact, but it, it just goes to show you they were content in themselves believing in them. Do you know what I'm getting at? Oh, absolutely. You know, and it, it, and it really was hammered home, I think, with Lance Peterson's comment that the thing is, it doesn't matter what the people on the outside think. It only mattered what the people in those, that locker room thought he goes, I guarantee you, everybody in that bus ride on the way up here believed we we're going to win and we we're going to be in the finals. And that's all that matters. And I tell you what, I've said it here before. I know we've talked about it that at the beginning of the season, we did not have we did not have Mount Vernon on the radar. But look what they've done. Yep. Uh, you know, and even even when. You know, there's a win here. They beat Solon. You know, would they be able to to follow it up? And, you know, uh, you've got, uh, okay, well, Benton. And then they handled Benton. And then there's Assumption. And they handled Assumption. And they just kept churning out big win. And then it was like, okay, now they've got the rematch with Solon. And I'll even admit, I was leaning towards Solon getting revenge yep. there. And yep. look what happened. They they beat him even, even more so. And – here we are. So I am not counting out Mount Vernon at all in the finals, even though I have to say Harlan is a heavy favorite, um, you know, and probably will win. But boy, if you, if Harlan's thinking they're going to come in and just, you know, tiptoe through the tulips to a, another title, um, I think they're going to be mistaken. They're going to, they're going to have at least a team that's going to go out there and battle. And I look at this, I mean, it's just ridiculous, Harlan, um, what it's done. 27 points is the fewest it scored in any game, and that was the opener against Lewis Central, which it lost. Right, against Lewis Central. Is in the 4A championship. Um, and then the next lowest point total is 42, and they did that three times. It's So it's been, you know, more points than that in every game. But, yeah, I mean, you got you're in the game, you got a chance, so – uh, let's see if Mount Vernon can what shock the world, I guess. So, yeah, you know, it, just to point out that, uh, you know, Tegan Casper Bauer, obviously, Aiden Hall, an Iowa commit. Um, you know, uh, I think he's second in all purpose yards with uh, 1929, but, uh, you know, he's second in uh, receiving. And guess who he trails? In receiving, teammate. Oh God! <laughs> so, you know, just when you think, okay, 
you got that one guy you turn over to the other side. Right. And there's somebody right. that if you key too much on Aiden Hall, uh, you've got Kate Sears that uh, Casper Bauer can go to and burn defenses. So, uh, yeah, so that's going to be a, a tough test. Really good. Uh, obviously, uh, a, a team that, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the best in the state, regardless of class. And you saw, I'm trying to think here, Williamsburg also played Saturday, right? Yes. Um, and the Raiders are, are going for uh, their first state title, which is really exciting to me. couple 12-0 teams, Central Lion and, and Williamsburg. Yep, and, uh, you know, Williamsburg uh, uh, looked really good against Waller. You know, Waller was uh, – you know, kind of a, a sneaky good team, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the one thing maybe kept uh, people from really buying into Waller was the way that they got uh, handled by Walk-On, um, you know, during the season. But, you know, Waller came in 9-2. and two. You know, they were averaging uh, well over 35 points a game. Um, you know, uh, they had some dangerous uh, weapons with Ryan Brocious and um, – you know, this Williamsburg defense is like Kurt Ritchie said, they've been doing it all year. You know, they just shut things down. 131 7. Had a big, uh, got a big game from uh, Derek Weisskopf. Uh, I think eight catches for 164 yards, a couple touchdowns. Um, we were talking about it at our staff meeting, and boy, it's, it's interesting to see just the faith that Carson Hudipole has in uh, Derek Weisskopf. Of course, it's easy when you have a D1 talent out there, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a play, I think it was for the first touchdown of the game, where it was fourth, uh, fourth down from like the 16. And uh, looked like Hudipole could have uh, uh, ran for a first down and converted, maybe even had another receiver that was wide open. Um, however, he decides to launch it up in between uh, two defenders and let Derek Weisskopf go up after it. And sure enough, uh, they convert with a touchdown pass um, there to go up 10 nothing, and then they didn't look back. Um, you know, got uh, – you know, just kind of move the ball, uh, you know, and Weisskopf had another big play later on in the fourth for a touchdown. Um, you know, that was a play where he kind of threw it up and he ran underneath it and then had a, a dive for the pylon. Um, you know, the, the defense obviously uh, really limited uh, Waller. Um I think it was 229, which might have been – that might have been in the game where they kind of held them like 100 yards under their average. Um, one of the games I covered, the defense did that. Um, but uh, the Williamsburg defense, uh, you know, one of the I, – I think coming in they had like 38 or 39 turnovers. Um, you know, and they put together some, some points off those. And, of course, they did that against – Waller uh, with uh, oh Braylon Weijen, uh, ball got punched out by Maddox Dorman uh, 
it was funny because a few people kind of looked around at the time and they thought maybe the play was dead or whatever. Um, not realizing the ball popped out, but Braylon Wedgen was, Weijin was right there, scooped it up and went uh, 79 yards for a touchdown. Um, you know, that was a big kind of flip. I think it was 10-0 at the time and then it became uh, 17-0 instead of possibly 10-7. So, um, that was a big moment as well. But Williamsburg looked really good. The one interesting thing for uh, their final against Western uh, Central Lion is Owen Douglas. He came out of the game, uh, a horse collar tackle. You could tell he kind of injured his leg a little bit. Kurt Ritchie wasn't sure. Um, just knew he wasn't able to come back that game. Was hoping to have him for the finals. But that's that'll be a big loss. Uh, for Williamsburg, if he's not able to come back for the finals, because he does a lot in the backfield and and on their defensive line, especially as a pass rusher. Uh, and you know, we're we're again we're talking about a a, a team from Western Iowa that it's going to be very tough for Williamsburg and as a predominant player and and Zach Lutmer, uh, another Iowa recruit who. Uh, looking at the box score, I had 269 yards rushing as a quarterback, uh, yeah. in, in their semifinal win over OABCIG. So, um, for Williamsburg to, you know, to have a full complement of players, especially defensively and especially at nose guard, I would think would be pretty, pretty important, right, KJ, to try oh, and stop yeah. and slow down a guy like Lutmer. Yeah, you know, and he he's one of those prototypical dual threat quarterbacks where, you know, he's rushed for 14, uh, 22. Uh, he's uh, he, he ranks among the leaders in 2A with uh, 37 touchdowns, um, you know, 15 of those are through the air. Um, you know, I had well over 300 total yards of offense, so – uh, that's uh, uh, that's somebody that they're going to have to find a way to stop, and you know, all hands on deck, right? Um, yep, yep. They're they're going to need to play really disciplined. Uh, it, it's going to sound really stupid, right? Because it's going to sound like an oxymoron, but they're going to have to play aggressively disciplined. If that sounds, you know, um, you're they're going to have to to upset. Uh, the apple cart a little bit, kind of wreak some havoc on uh, that side of the ball, but they're also going to have to kind of stay within, you know, the scheme of things to make sure you don't get out of position because he's somebody that can react and adapt and and kind of create things on the fly, you know. Um, and he can turn something or nothing into something uh, really big. So, yeah. uh Williamsburg's defense will have their hands full. Um, and just to backtrack on some of the things with Williamsburg, you know, uh, they've been to the finals three times. All three times have been under Kurt Ritchie. Um, you know, I think he's uh, uh, one of uh, a group of coaches that, you know, have surpassed 200 uh, wins. Uh, this is their first title appearance since 2017 when they got second to walk on. Um, uh, Central Lions making their eighth finals appearance. 
uh, and their second in three seasons. Um, their uh, lone title, I believe, came in 2006. So just some history for, for those two teams there. And then we have another uh, another area school playing another Western Iowa school for the uh, yeah. for the four A championship tomorrow night and four uh, A rematch. That was unbelievable game and uh, unbelievable event last year, as it turned out, KJ. And we were both yeah. there, and uh, that was that was just something. <laughs> I don't, yeah. you know. I don't- I don't think I've ever, uh, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that in a state, uh, state event. Uh, pretty crazy. Um, with the lights going out right before triple overtime started, um, since they were on a timer, it was funny because uh, in the post game interviews th- during the semifinals, uh, asked Coach Schulte about, uh, you know, uh, the game. The game, the finals uh, last year. He goes, "Oh yeah, I remember the ending." Um, <laughs> and then he mentioned that uh, Andy Umthun, who's a, a former Xavier AD, now with the association, who was kind of there uh, at the semifinals, over overseeing things. Um, he said uh, Andy uh, assured him that the lights will be on for the <laughs> entirety of the game this time. So. Uh, you know, Coach Schulte showing his uh, a right sense of humor um, there, but yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is something where I think we we kind of all expected us to be right now. You know, Lewis Central really ran the table uh, after that opening win, that close win against uh, Harlan, and and they just haven't been challenged all year long, have they? No, um, and, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, their top running back, their top quarterback returned from, from last season. Um, Camrad is the young man's name, I believe, is, is the quarterback, who's, who's kind of a dual threat type of guy. So, uh, you know, a lot of the same players on both teams, uh, you know, are back, uh, you know, to, to, so there there will be a familiarity factor, no question. Um, obviously not much, if anything, separated those teams last season, uh, considering they went to triple overtime. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be really interesting to, to see how this game plays out. Um, I don't know. I, I suppose Lewis Central's a favorite here, KJ, but I really do. I, I kind of get, I give Xavier, uh, uh, a chance, a definite chance in this game. I really do. Um. You know, we'll see uh, turnovers. You know that. I mean, right? Uh, every big game, turnovers are going to be humongous. Right. Uh, you know, and if if you know that happens to one one team, that you know that might sway it towards the other team. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, looking forward to all the finals, but but really looking forward to this one. And it was neat to to kind of talk to coach last night and a couple of players from Xavier, just their thoughts on on last year's game and, and what they remember and, and the lights going out. And, uh, you know, just uh, like you said, it better not happen again. Yeah. Right. It makes it overtime, but no lights, no lights going out. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and and you know, I'll say this. Okay, so so I have I have a connection to Xavier. I think everybody knows that my daughters have gone or are currently at Xavier. So I really try to go to the other end. I don't want to be that homer. I don't want to be, you know, that person, you know, that that's being a cheerleader instead of an impartial spectator. So, but sometimes I might go to the other end of the, the spectrum, right? I told I told you in the our staff meeting that Xavier didn't have a chance. I I don't I didn't think it would be might be close, but I don't think they have a chance to win. I'm not necessarily backing off that prediction. I think Lewis Central is going to come out with a win. I think it'll be a competitive game. The one thing that Xavier doesn't have that they had last year was Alex Neal, or is Alex Neal. Alex Neal, uh, I, I think that kind of gets forgotten just what type of effort and performance that yeah. uh, he had. Great. He was uh, great. Yep. Yeah. Was great. Now, with saying that, right, the thing that you have to look at, too, with the Xavier team is Michael Cunningham is tremendously – better and the offensive line I think is a lot more better than last year um and I even said that with one of the runs I turned to the person next to me in the semifinals uh one of his I think it was an early run um you know uh against North Scott I was like man it's just amazing uh how much better he is than than last year um you know, and Ronan Thomas, I tell you what, Roman Thomas had uh, a fantastic semifinal game um, against North Scott. Uh, you know, that should be an eye opener and, and certainly a, a real, I mean, he's had a good season, but he threw for 249 yards, yeah. uh, had a big 90 yard scoring strike to Grayson Hartman. That was They're a gonna, dime. That was on it. That was on I mean, that was a beautiful pass <laughs> that right. really was yeah and, and i mean it played out per you know from the the read you know because i don't know if you noticed it but you know that was a straight pump fake first you know and, and then it go it was it was one of those kind of uh uh double moves that you know that they read they're like hey uh that corner's jumping everything so let's give them a pump fake, and that's all they needed. And you know, it was it was one of those things that helped uh, Hartman get behind the the defenders, and you know, he delivered it. Hartman did the rest. So that was that's. So when I say that about not having Alex Neal, you've seen this with Michael Cunningham, uh, you know, Ronan Thomas with a big game, Grayson Hartman, Aiden McDermott. Um, you know, you've got guys like that. So I think they have uh, what it takes to to keep it close because that defense, right, uh, uh, Coach O'Connell is one of the best around when it comes to scheming. They've got, um, you know, some really good linebackers and some some good secondary guys and, and guys up front that can uh, kind of hold up blockers and, and everything. Um but I just, you know, you've got 
uh, Camrad, who who's done so well. I mean, about forty three touchdowns this season. Um, you know, over twenty five hundred yards. Uh, you know, you've got Jonathan Humple, who's second in four way four A with sixteen hundred forty seven all purpose yards. You know, and Curtis Whitty, uh, you know, uh, has nine hundred thirty three yards receiving. So you've got a lot of dangerous weapons. I think they're they're big and fast, um, you know, in the trenches. I just see Lewis Central coming away with a win. And not to mention, you know, there's all this talk about the lights going out and mm-hmm. how Xavier had to deal with that. Do you think that might be a little bit of a chip on Lewis Central's shoulder? You know, hey, we don't need the lights to go out to, to win. You know, we won that, whether the lights were on, whatever. We still came back and won that. We scored eight points after that. And, kept them out of the end zone and maybe they have something to prove a little bit uh, with all this talk about the lights from last year. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, And believe it or not, despite the difference in the geography here, there is one common opponent this season. That's Indianola. Um, Yeah. Lewis central beat Indianola 34, 16 back in mid September. And then uh, Xavier beat Indianola in the, quarterfinals 23 to 6 so i'm terrible at math but what is that spread 18 and 17 so yeah and and the uh i don't know what the weather was like uh for lewis central and indianola but that was the uh cold oh yeah the rain yeah quarterfinal uh game with xavier and you know that was uh that really impacted things too. So, you know, yeah. So maybe that, maybe that'll be a good gauge that common opponent uh, on how close this game will, will be. Like I said, I, you know, I, uh, I think it really could go either way. I'm just kind of leaning towards Lewis central right now. I hope that doesn't get me kicked out of the PTA or anything like that. (laughs) Should we, how about we do this? I know you hate predictions, and I do as well. <laughs> I'm so horrible at them. That's but let's why. let's let's pick a winner of all seven games. How's that? Okay. And Sounds then we, good. not that we that 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 we need any help looking dumb, but you know, do you know if there are people watching this right now, do you know how many of them are going like this? Saying, oh, I hope Pilcher doesn't pick our team. Don't <laughs> pick our team. Uh, let's start with eight man Waco against West Remsen St. Mary's. Who you got? Boy, as as good as uh, as good as Waco is, and uh, as big of a fan I am as Simeon Reichenbach. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Remsen St. Mary's on this one. I'm gonna agree with you, and I was impressed with Waco. Uh, watching parts of that game last week um legit team legit team but yeah i i don't know rem remson's been there kind of repeatedly on a loop so i i'm going with remson i agree with you so okay uh west hancock grundy center and class a why don't you tell ta- you ta- you go you go first on this one all right uh Grundy's lost, I think, in the finals three years in a row, and no team deserves to lose four in a row. So, <laughs> except for the Bills, yeah, except for the Bills, right? Uh, so I'm gonna go with Grundy. Just 
with my heart as much as anything else. You know, Grundy was one of those teams that I, I know a lot of you guys that that we vote together for our Gazette poll. I know you guys had them higher in the season uh, or higher ranked at the start of the season. I I saw what they lost from a year ago and thought, oh, man, this might be the rebuilding year. And look yeah. where they're at. Yeah. Um, again, shows you what the hell I know. Um, but they looked really good against Woodbury Central. Um, I'm going to go with Grundy Center on this one. All right. And then uh, the last game tomorrow night, Xavier and Lewis Central. Uh, I'm going to make you go first on this one. So I'll go Lewis Central. I'll, right. I'll 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 take my whooping if I if I need to. <laughs> I, hey, and here's the thing. I, I'm going to say this to the people viewing. It's nothing personal. I'm just not a smart person. And if I get wrong, feel free to give me a hard time. I'm okay with that. I'll eat yeah. pro when I need to. Me too. You know, just be nice. Just be fairly joking about it. Don't don't be a jerk. You know, just just give me a, give me a uh, give me some ribbing. That's fine. I'll take it. Um, but I'm gonna go with Lewis Central. Uh yeah. And when's your next dentist appointment with Doc Stovey? <laughs> well, we may have to skip that one if I'm wrong. Right, there you go. Sheepers. Uh, uh, I, uh, just to be contrarian, I'm going Xavier here. Uh, oh. Just because Great. we can't we can't pick the same one every time. So okay. Um, right. So good. then we'll do it. Let's see. Friday's opener is uh, a two A. Uh, Williamsburg and Central Lion George Little Rock. Dang, that's tough. Um. I'm going to go with Williamsburg. I think they've uh, Kurt Ritchie finally gets his well-deserved title, as does that program. You know, I feel a lot more comfortable if I knew the status of Owen Douglas. Yeah, yeah. Probably should I, I probably should have checked in to see, uh, especially when doing capsules for this week. Um, that's you know, probably – I'll be a homer on this one. Um, I could go either way, but you know that the defense. Um, boy, I just think there's something about this Raiders team. Would love to see them hoist the Tater Tough flag after a championship. Um, I'm gonna go with the Raiders. I'll go with the Raiders on this one. Just uh, right. that one was more with my heart than the. Uh, my head but all right nothing wrong with that uh, let's see let's go uh and you know the douglas injury that's probably top secret anyway so you know right yeah <laughs> don't want to disclose don't want to give the opponent an advantage so right yeah. uh mount vernon harlan in 3a uh you're first on this one okay i'll i'll go with harlan on that one um I think uh, Mount Vernon will battle. Um, like I said, I think that's a team that uh, they very well could give Harlan everything uh, uh, they could ask for in the, the championship game. I just think, uh, boy, when you have Aiden Hall and Casper Bauer and and the rest, um, I'll go with Harlan. I will as well. I just think 
here, hey, we might as well go out the way we came in, right? Not giving in Mount Vernon any respect. So we do respect you. We're just kidding with the no ranking and everything like that. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I just think Harlan is is too good um, in this situation. I, I agree with everything you said. I think uh, Mount Vernon will play. It's hard out and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hang in there uh, without question. But uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit too much. Uh, I think the little cyclones are, so I'll agree with you on that one as well. And if Mount Vernon proves us wrong yet again, uh, I will volunteer to bus tables at their postseason awards banquet. Hey, that's a deal. Can I can I join you on that one since we, we I get to, against them too? Okay. We can, we can go and we'll, we'll be glad to bus tables for their awards banquet um, after the season. That's a deal. That's a deal. Um, let's see. Class 1A would be up next. That is Van Meter against West Sioux. And I got the first pick here. I saw both those teams, and they looked so impressive last week. Um, I'm going to go a little bit of an upset here. I'm going West Sioux. I don't know why. Um I was just so impressed the way West Sioux took apart Underwood last week, which was an undefeated team, and that right. it, that had crushed everybody else. Um, you know, leading up to that game, so I don't know what it is. I'm just going to say West Sioux. I'll go with Van Meter. I, you know, that's a team. Their only loss is to Williamsburg. You know, they were pretty dominant. Um, you know, against West Branch, who I, I think is a finals caliber team as well. Um, so I'll go with uh, Van Meter. And then our final final is uh, Class 5A, and uh, that would be Southeast Polk against – I'm not going to call him Cinderella, KJ. You and I had this conversation earlier this week. Uh, how could West Des Moines Valley ever be a Cinderella? Um, yeah. But it's 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 West Des Moines Valley against Southeast Polk and Valley. I think was the thirteenth in the RPI or fourteen, if I remember correctly, in five A some somewhere in that range. Boy, and, you know what? I I think they were fourteenth. Okay. Um, because because I think that's where they were one spot different than Sioux City East. And that's what sent them to Pleasant Valley instead of Sioux City East coming all the way across. Okay. So they all were right. deep, yeah, they were deep in the the RPI rankings and look for that. Uh look how that played out. Yeah, I mean, knocked off Pleasant Valley, um, gave it its first loss, uh, and then stunned Dowling last in the semifinals last week with a fourth quarter comeback and a gutsy two point call. Um, yes, how about that? Yeah, you know, uh, I loved it. You know, you might you're the underdog, right? You're playing with house money anyway. You might as well try and win the game in that situation. I'd rather have one play to win a game, I guess, in that situation than what go to overtime and potentially have eight more plays that might or more that might uh, determine a winner. So, um, that being said, whose turn is it to go first here? I think it's you. Uh, I think it's mine. It's mine. You know, boy, uh, one thing I thought was kind of interesting, too, was that uh, 
during the end of the uh, the finals feed, uh, Gary Swenson was coming off the field being congratulated by Johnston uh, coaches. He looked pretty emotional. I think it was Valley's first win over Dowling since like 2007, like 15 years or, or something like wow. that. Wow. Uh, you know, Southeast Polk beat Valley 24-7 early in the season. You know, not not a horrible game, but I I just think uh, uh, Southeast Polk's on a roll right now. Um, I think they've really even gotten better in the last half of the season. So I'm going to go with Southeast Polk. Repeat, right? That'd be a repeat. That would be a repeat. Yep. Uh, I'm going to agree with you on that one. And how interesting was it that right after the semifinal game Friday night, everybody's top offensive lineman in the country, high school-wise, Caden Proctor from Southeast Pole, hops on an airplane bright and early the next morning and goes out to Oregon for an official visit. He is, of course, uh, an Iowa commit, quote-unquote. Mm -hmm. So interesting how right in the in that window, and I know you got to look out for yourself first and foremost, but, you know, he takes that visit uh, right after the semifinal game and before the championship game and, not saying, not judging, not saying that's right or wrong, but it was, it's rather eyebrow raising. But uh, all that being said, Southeast Pole. Yeah. And the only thing I'll say about the Proctor thing is, you know, uh, I know he's a commit, but you get those, you, you get those visits. You know, there, there's technically nothing wrong with it. Right. Exactly. There, you know, you, I, Guessing you get kind of a swag bag or something for oh, your yeah. and you know I, I I don't know what uh, what he does. I'm sure he probably goes all over for for camps and stuff like that. But a chance to go out to Oregon where maybe you haven't been before and stuff. Uh, you know, I I would do it if I was him. I would I would sure. go out there just to see and you know doesn't mean he's going to flip. Um. But uh, you know, I, I yeah, I, I just know I I would do the same thing if I were him. I, I know it probably has some Iowa folks on edge and everything, but it's kind of interesting with the timing and everything too. Yeah, yeah. So you went with Polk as well, okay? I'm going with Polk. So I think we're gonna have a winner here, one way or the other, because I think we had three different um, three different picks. So. There well, we there go. go. That way we're not just uh, cookie-cuttering our picks here. That's right. That's All right. right. So, J.J., you will have uh, you will have the Williamsburg uh, game on Friday morning, correct? Yep, and you're going to handle the other two. Yep, I, I will have Xavier Thursday night, and then I'll have Mount Vernon Friday afternoon. Um you uh, you mentioned uh, uh, a Xavier feature, and you can check out all our uh, uh, pregame uh, advances and everything at thegazette.com, as well as our uh, our game coverage and stuff for afterwards. Uh, follow JJ at JEJE66. I'm at KJ Pilcher. Uh, if you don't follow us yet, please do. And uh, you get live game updates and everything. And, of course, 
Uh, I'm assuming we'll be back next week just to break down the finals and uh, kind of close out our season before we release our all area teams. Yeah, that's we're gonna vote for that here uh, in a week or two. So it's been fun, KJ. Let's enjoy the finals, right? All right, safe. Safe travels up to the dome for you and everybody else out there heading up. Uh, it is, uh, you know, we've got our first snowfall, so just be careful on the roads and enjoy uh, these championship football games, everybody. And keep your head on the swivel. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.